In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Okay, so what have you done this week or even this past month that has stretched you out of your comfort zone? Or perhaps have you just been playing it safe and really nothing comes to mind? <laughs> well, speaking of stretching yourself out of your comfort zone, we have a stretcher with us today. Okay, when you say stretcher, what are you what are you talking about? <laughs> a stretcher is just like it sounds. It's someone who is stretching themselves. Do you remember Gumby? Okay, now you're really stretching it. Now we're giving names to, to what we're doing. Well, before we get too far into our show, we want to remind everyone that you're listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we're going to have more about our show. Um, today's show and other tips and tricks at our website at girlfriended.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Well, back to our stretcher, back to our, back to our Gumby definition of what a stretcher is. <laughs> We Sounds have, <laughs> and it can be painful. Yes. That's why we're talking about it today. Because we have Paris Wyatt as one of our guests today on the show. And well, we also have another special guest, Robin Gerblick. And she's going to be sharing with us some great insights on how she founded an organization and ministry that helps women live life with a flair of adventure. Yeah, she'll be joining us a little bit later. And it'll be interesting to hear because she really is passionate for women and helping them discover their purpose by taking them outside their comfort zone. Well, and I, I just recently found out that not everybody wants to be on an adventure. And that, that kind of shocked me that people don't want to fathom that, right? That, that they don't want to stretch themselves and they don't want to have this like amazing adventure that people would really like to just kind of play safe, stay in that, that bubble. Well, okay. Back to our stretcher. Once again, we have Paris on our show today and Paris, you love, you, you like being on those adventures and you love taking that leap of faith. And I actually, I know this for a fact that you are a bit abnormal because you are my daughter and you're a little mini me, which is really frightening she for really you. She really is. <laughs> we have love more it. people praying for you than any <laughs> other child in my household. So, um, but my first question for you today, as we are talking about stretching yourself out of your comfort zone. What have you done this month to stretch yourself out of your zone and take that leap? I sing it at my school's talent show, and it was it was fun to be different and stretch your goals, and that way it's more exciting and it's never boring. Yeah, you, you definitely do not live a boring life, but I got to ask you, because there are a lot of people that absolutely would not get up in front of hundreds of people and just sing at the top of their lungs like you did. How did you feel prior to the show? 
Honestly, I felt sick, but that was probably <laughs> just because there's a million butterflies flying around in my stomach. Yes, yes, yes. I know. We- I got to interrupt because I really am impressed that you would do that because I think at, at, at that age, I would not have gotten up there and, and saying like that. I, I admire that. I, I do admire. And Lisa has witnessed, uh, her and her husband have been there when I've asked you to sing and you just start belting out these songs. So she's she's witnessed that that boldness that you have no problem on stretching out of your comfort zone. But um, I got to ask you this. Was it, was it all worth it? You have all those butterflies and it's easy to go. No way. Was it worth it in the end? I was happy that I put myself out there and didn't let my fears hold me back from what I really wanted to do. And as a wise man once said... 20 seconds of courage can last you a lifetime. Was that your wise man accent just then? Did you just go into character? Yes, Governor. (laughs) Thanks, love. Okay, so what are some good (laughs) things that come out of stretching yourself that you could share with our listeners to encourage them to be a stretcher? First of all, when you stretch yourself, you grow. You grow as a person. You learn new skills. And something that was once impossible is now a new skill for you. Okay. Well, that's interesting that you say you grow because you, you're you 11 and you already see that that's going to grow you. When you do that, when you go beyond um, being in that comfort zone and go, okay, I'm going to put myself out there, that you see that it, it grows you. What's What's something else? You feel more confident about yourself. Your heart is beating out of your skin, and you feel like crying or throwing up. You learn how to fight past it, and afterwards you prove to yourself that you can do anything. Yeah, that you know what? That is a good point. On the after effect, Lisa and I always say that. We go into that paralyzed mode. We always say we're in that fetal position, and um, you really do. You want you want to quit, and you and that's a good way of saying it. You want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it, it really does come down to. Um, but afterwards, that's one of the things when Lisa and I, when we go speak, we always laugh because I am so ready to party when we're done. Because you do. Now you know what you can do. And you are so not fun prior, I, I must say. Not. You go in, you go in a, like a little like a little zone, and I want to I like knock on your door and go, come play with me, come play with me, because my adrenaline is flowing before. Yes. Yes, yes, but afterwards, I crash, and you're ready to party. And that's a good point, because sometimes people in their butterfly moment, that like gives them the energy and the adrenaline, and then for others, it's afterwards when that adrenaline mm-hmm. burst comes in. So, okay, so you grow is your first thing that you learn, and you on the second one, you feel more confident afterwards. That, those are really good tips. Um, what else? What, what, would be your, what would be a third thing that you learn? You learn something new about yourself. You learn how you might act in certain situations and what might give you opportunities later. Um, okay, so that's good. You you learn how you act in certain situations. So you learn when you are up there that you really won't throw up on stage, that you, <laughs> that you really can conquer it, And which I think going back to your first one on with growing, once you get that skill down, it's so cool because then you know what you're capable of. And I think the more like as parents out there, if you can encourage your kids, um, to do that at a younger age, then you will even grow faster. So, and I also think sometimes when, when kids see you modeling it, because I think like even Paris, I don't know, but I think you've seen your mom get up in front and you kind of go, Oh, it's okay to do that. Cause I know my daughter, when she was about that age, um, my husband and I went to a band concert and all of a sudden she got up there and started welcoming everybody to the concert and 
my husband Cal and I looked at each other and go, did you know she was going to do that? And we're like, no. And so I, I mean, there's no way at that age I would have gotten up there and welcome everybody, been the MC. And afterwards we said, Amy, you didn't tell us you were, you were emceeing. She goes, well, is that what that's called? She goes, <laughs> she just had used to seeing us up front. And I think even for parents, maybe she, we give permission to the next generation when they see, you know, oh, yeah. modeling even, that. Even last night we were talking about you being on the show today. And I thought it was funny that when we were talking about what's the most, um, you know, in the last month, I asked her that question that we're asking all the listeners, you know, when have you stretched yourself? When have you, you know, leapt out of your comfort zone? And I thought it was interesting that you said in front of hundreds of, of people to do the talent show, but, but just being on the radio in front of thousands of people, it's like, oh yeah, that's no big deal because it is, it's, it's already modeled. So you see mom doing it all the time. So you don't think anything of it. So it is important to model that behavior. And I know for some of you that are out there, um, there is something in your life right now that you are saying, I can't do it. I can't stretch myself. And I, I know even uh, your husband had asked me to, um, in front of church, like to preside. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. And I remember him saying that. Yeah, great. Let, let your fears stop you from, from doing some significant things. And, and I have yet to say yes to it. But um, that's something that you could stretch yourself, but you just, you don't want to even put yourself in that position. Well, and a lot of times I think we don't because we're, we're so afraid of failure. Failure stops us like, I, or I don't want to look like a fool. Oh, cause yeah. I know for me, it's like, uh, you know, you want to play it safe. It's like, I'll stretch myself as long as I know it's going to have a good outcome. Yes. But that's not really stretching yourself because stretching yourself is going, I'm going to stretch myself and it might not go well. And it might, but what, like you said, like Paris said earlier, what am I going to learn about myself through this? And what am I going to learn just in general? Well, and, and like you said, your comfort zone, um, being in front of your peers, I think it's like, it wasn't about being in front of a hundred, hundreds of people. Like now you, you know, these aren't your peers <laughs> that you're talking to. That is the worst because of exactly that. You feel like, all right, am I going to blow it up here? And I'm really going to feel like a fool, which you didn't, you were awesome. But, um, what would be something else? What would be the last thing that you could share as a tip for us? Well, I think it helps me move faster to my goals and you learn how to move past things in life, how to jump over the obstacles and hardships. And you can be who you want to be, not worrying about what any, anyone else thinks about you. Yeah. And so that was that something that getting up there and singing in front of everyone, did you have that thought while you were waiting backstage or waiting? Yeah, kind of. I was trying really hard not to let the fact that if I mess up, everyone's going to know, like bring me down. And you know what? That's a really good point. When you're in that place of paralysis before you have to go out and perform or before you're doing whatever it is that, that you're needing to stretch yourself, it's really easy to, um, you can either focus on okay, I'm horrible at this and I feel inadequate. I feel less than I'm really going to blow it. Or just like you said, you start focusing on something else, like, um, focus on how God's going to use this, uh, in the bigger picture rather than focusing you on, you also have to have a little bit of self-talk. Like you're behind yes. the stage. You're like, I can do this. You have to like tell yourself, talk yourself into it instead of talking yourself out of it. Cause so many times we're, the, the talk we tell ourselves is very negative. Yes. Instead of going, you know what? I can do this. I'm proud of myself that I've even come this far. I can walk out on that stage. I can, it doesn't matter. The, I, the fact is that I'm even getting out on the stage. Yes. You know, so it's how you, your perspective on how you see yourself, giving yourself credit, even for getting to that point. It's like, 
you know, for her getting to that point to even say, yes, I'll do it. A lot of people wouldn't even say, yes, I'll do it. And and that's where we have to like, just to, to challenge our listeners out there that we really do need to look at something. Like you said, don't be in that bubble playing safe right now. I don't care how old you are. If you're, you know, 11 or if you're a little older, like we are to go, what can I do right now to, you know, make this happen and to stretch myself. And as we learned from our, our next generation, Paris Wyatt, thank you very much. All of these tips. Um, as long as you're uncomfortable, it means you're growing. So go stretch yourself and we are going to come right back with our next guest and learn how to go on a little adventure. And we are so excited about this topic. So stay with us. This is Girlfriended on Toginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Are you the kind of parent who just wants their kids to live the life of their dreams? Well, grab your kids and join How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James. It's a lively interview and call-in show, Thursday, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. This dynamic mother and son team are on a mission. They want to empower kids to dream big and go after those dreams with gusto. They want to fill the world with kid entrepreneurs. Are your kids ready for success? Don't miss their fun annex, lively guests, and discussions. For more on Ann and Jack and their show, check out their website, howtoraisemillionaire.com. Then join the conversation of lively interviews and call-ins, and let's give our kids the tools and encouragements they need to build a future they can bank on, no matter what the economy throws their way. It's How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. 
welcome back to our show this day. We are talking about stepping and living outside our comfort zone. And this month, we've been talking about the choices that we make. Well, all those choices that we make, what, what is that one saying? We are the sum of all of our choices. Um, but it is a choice to live life as an adventure and not just play it safe. So joining us now is our special guest, Robin Gerblick, and she is motivated to share her love of God and physical fitness in a non-traditional format. Robin founded Exodus Women's Fitness Retreats and fitness not only for your body but for your spirit and your soul. Robin is a gifted author and inspirational speaker. She f- frequently presenting at women's events throughout the country. And for the last three years, she has been on the speaker circuit with Stonecroft Ministries. She's married to her best friend and soulmate, Jim, and is a mom to their adopted daughter. Welcome, Robin. Hi. Hi, Patty. Hi, Lisa. Hey, it is so great to have you on the show, and you are a busy woman. And we just want to kind of jump in because you have an interesting name. You um, founded Exodus Retreats. And through that venue, you like to challenge women, as you say, to journey to their own personal exodus. Can you kind of explain what what exactly that means? <laughs> well, <laughs> it was it was a vision that was given to me, actually, on a women's adventure, a women's cycling adventure uh, in Napa Valley. And they did a uh, sort of an exercise on how to find your heart's desire. And at that time, God revealed to me that even though I'd been to a lot of retreats and a lot of fitness camps, there was nothing that combined the two of them together where we were looking at fitness for your spirit, soul, and body. And that was a God-given vision. And there was born the vision of Exodus, and that was about eight years ago. Well, and how, you know what, you are right, because we we really um, do like to emphasize just the kind of the holistic approach to just to wellness with you, with your body, your mind, your spirit, because it is all so connected. How did you get, arrive on the name? We're always intrigued by how people get names, because names are really significant and how you derive a name and, you know, how you carry it forward. How did you come up with the name Exodus? As we know, it's a book well, of the Bible. And it means that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's an important book in the Bible because yes. it is the book that has the it's home to the Ten Commandments, but it's also the the journey of the Israelites and the the trusting of God in a in a vision. And that whole that whole Exodus was, was a journey of huge proportion. And they were sort of um I don't know, I always call it like the marching orders of, of God. You know, here's God saying, you know, I'm, I'm challenging you to get up and go and go to a, an unknown place, an uncertain future, and really a journey to, God, to God's calling. So that's how, how Exodus came about with the name. But it was, it was more interesting to me how, how the ministry and the adventure sort of evolved was that God told me one day in my little prayer journaling time that if if I had never really read the book of Exodus, how could I expect to be the leader of Exodus? So I actually took a year off and studied the Bible, and specifically the book of Exodus. Hmm. 
Well, that's interesting because we just both have started our, you know, our, our yearly Bible reading. And, you know, you start with Genesis, Exodus, you get to Leviticus and a lot of people stop and you have to push yourself <laughs> through. But Exodus really is an interesting book because it, uh, it is a story of history. And um, I bet you just walked away with a lot of insights if you took a year to study that book because there's a lot of, of like hidden meanings in there that we don't understand that if you just read over, you can gloss over a lot of significant points and, and on that journey, like you said. Well, and I love Exodus, just even looking back, you know, you, some people have said, oh, you, when you're wandering in the wilderness, it's that land in between. And I know so many of our listeners, and I know Lisa and I, we've been there where you're, you're in that, that land in between and you're, you're wanting God to show you that adventure. And, and I know Robin, that's kind of what, what you're doing is to really take women out of that land in between and encourage them on how to, to, jump and have that adventure that God wants to participate with you. But it's really easy to, to watch somebody else do it. It's hard to look at your own journey and to know exactly. We all want God to just put the writing on the wall. So um, I love that you said just as you were journaling and as you just took off that time to um, read through Exodus, what was, a next, what was a, another step for you in creating well, this, this retreat place? Well, a lot of it has to do with what went on in my life before before Exodus, and there was certainly a lot, and I spent a lot of time in the land in between that you were just saying, um, and, and I think it, it started with a foundational choice in my in my life, not a choice that I'm that I'm proud of, but it, but it's part of my life and part of my story. But at, at 19, I found myself pregnant and uh, with no counseling or any really direction. The, the man, boy, that, that got me pregnant didn't want to have any part in any of that. And so I, I had an abortion, and that really changed everything in my life for the next, you know, 20, 30 years. It was significant in the, in the choices that I made that came after that. You know, it, it, as it, you see so many things that are birthed out of pain, a, a significant kind of mile mark in our life that, that was kind of surrounded in pain. And yet God, as we know, transforms and renews and gives new life. And um, it is interesting how that pain can morph into a passion. And it gives you that fuel to go, I really want to help other women not experience what, what I've had to go through. And so you're highly motivated by by those 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 events in our lives that sometimes we we want to delete completely, and you don't wish for them, but it, it does, like we said, give you that that motivation to go. I'm going to help others, and I can understand. I have empathy for them when they're sharing that story, and I can walk with them through their journey with that. And and like you said, that exodus, kind of coming, you know, going through that land, and so many times we stop short. Yes, most most definitely, and there were there were probably many times in in my life that I did stop short. As as you say, um, there were times when I didn't want to continue the journey, <laughs> that mm-hmm. that it would have been really easy to give up given given the circumstances and what transpired, you know, over the next twenty years. But probably most significantly um, was just 
an intentional step, I guess, to 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 try to work through some of the, some of the, my poor choices of of the past. And a lot of times, it's hard for us to say, you know, to say what it is that we that we've gone through and and walked through. You get a lot of. Um, Oh, I don't know. Strange looks, strange comments. When I tell people that I'm on my fourth marriage, you can only imagine the looks that I get. <laughs> um, you know, I, I get some pretty strange looks, some pretty strange answers, but that again was part of my story and part of the journey, part of the exodus that God took me through. And I had a real problem with being um, addicted to men that had addictions and looking for love in all the wrong places. I never, it never occurred to me to look to God for that, for that love and for that, that, that ultimate feeling of, of security in my life. There was just, I was looking everywhere else but to Him. And that is such a common, common story that and as women, so many times we do, we, we so crave to be adored and to be loved and we will go to great extremes and we will, we will embrace dysfunctional love just for the sake of love. You talked about you, you through that time, you did not know God and his love. How did you discover God's unconditional love and how did you embrace that? At what point in your life? How was that? Did somebody share that with you? Did, how did you? How did that transpire? Yeah. That's a that's a very good a very good question. And I didn't come from a, a I don't know, I hate to use the word religious, but I didn't come from a religious background. My my parents we went to church on Christmas and Easter and that was about the extent of my knowledge of God and, and Christ. So when I when I did come to Christ it was in a moment of complete desperation. There was nobody sharing the good news with me. Um, there was nobody really in my life that even remotely knew what the good news was. And so I was sitting by a stream one day, and I literally cried cried out to God, and I just said, you know, things are not working for me. Um, you know, I've, I've had three failed marriages. I've been through every kind of what I call spiritual heart disease that there is, and I had no hope. And and without hope, you don't have a lot. You don't have a lot to cling to. So I really did. I cried out. Um, sorry, this gets me choked up. Um, I I did cry out in in desperation to God, and I said, you know, I need help. Mm-hmm. And I will say that in an instant, and I mean that in an instant. He was he was there. I was immediately filled with the with the Holy Spirit, and my life was literally laid out before me as clear as day. And I wore glasses or contacts, and at that moment, I didn't have either on, and I could see my world completely, completely clear. It was just like God had just spread out everything in front of me. And he offered on that day in that moment the hope that I had been so desperately seeking. Well, it is interesting how God, in our brokenness, in those times where we can't see beyond, that is when God really does shine. 
and he, he, he manifests himself when he, you know, and he makes it, he's so personal. That's what's so cool. God is so personal to each one of us and he reveals himself in, in those ways to us, even in the times when we can't even see, like you were saying, and in those brokenness. Well, Robin, we're going to have to take a break. And we just want to ask everyone as we, as we talk about stepping outside of our comfort zone, just like Moses did, uh, God did with Moses, what if God gave you an order to leave just to get up and go? Would you? And that's a good question. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90-plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one-of-a-kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Jirasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on Doginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back. Today we are talking with a certified personal trainer and Pilates instructor. She's a fitness coach and biblical life coach and our guest today is Robin Gerblick. Um, she meets with women wherever they are on their faith and physical journey. And after leaving a long career as a CSI girl, she is fulfilling her lifelong passion of helping women to achieve overall fitness through purpose, passion, heart, and spirit. And Robin, we just went on the commercial break and you had shared just how broken you were and that when you just cried out to God and how he shows up. And that's just such a beautiful picture. Um, like Lisa said, when he is just so personal with us and this is just like me. Um, I'm kind of known for being inappropriate and switching gears. And I, I'm going to do that to you because you just left us at such a neat place. And I have to back you up and go, 
what did you, you left a long career as a CSI girl. What, what did you used to do? <laughs> well, yeah, I know. My, I was thinking about that, and my whole life has been um, out of the box and always challenging me to get out of my comfort zone. And um, through a strange, probably, twist of events, I, I was probably schooled more in, in architecture and, and had a career in, in uh, drafting, actually, um, for the oil companies. And it was, it was right when uh, CAD, computer design, started uh, coming about in the, in the early 80s, believe that, a long time ago. And um, as that career progressed, I left the oil companies and uh, founded a company called DataViz. And through a strange twist of events, we were, we were approached by a district attorney where we, where we lived um, to do a recreation of a, a really horrific crime and asked if we could do that, although our background was not in any of that. And from that, we actually ended up working for law enforcement all over the country from, oh, I don't know, Scotland Yard even to the FBI to just really working on on um, recreation for prosecution on on just horrific crime scenes and major accidents. Huh. So very so, untraditional. <laughs> yeah. So how long did you do that? Talk about adventure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, it was. It was a. It was a great adventure, um, and that was probably about ten years. And then when my husband and I we moved, we made a big shift in our in our life, and and um, sold everything in California and moved to Idaho. So it was about about ten years. And and during that time, I that was during that time when I when I had that you know desperation point and and did find find Jesus, and, and it was beautiful because we would literally pray over the evidence before starting a case and ask God to reveal to us the truth. Wow. Well, and we didn't define what CSI for, for those people who live under I think the rock. We, we know oh. it. I think it's you who does not know it. <laughs> a crime scene investigator. Um, our, our sound engineer, we were talking back and forth because it was like, oh, wow. And then, of course, um, you know, I guess there's a show out there, NCIS. Oh, uh, yeah. CSI. <laughs> I have not yet seen, so um, I'm so yesterday. <laughs> yeah, not to mention CSI, the the TV show called CSI. There's a few of those around too, I think. <laughs> yes, I haven't seen those, and I they're they're mocking me that I'm so yesterday and I'm not relevant to the world apparently. <laughs> um, well, that has been talk about getting out of your comfort zone and 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 living life kind of on the edge. You you truly have embraced that, but it in your. Um, in your stuff, you like to challenge women to get out of their comfort zone. And you say that like from a spiritual place and from a physical place. And you really do combine those through your, through your retreats. And you, you challenge women to look, um, look at their future with a purpose. And so many times women, like you said, you're in that place of brokenness. You don't even, you're paralyzed. You can't even see beyond. You even think about having a purpose and having a future. And, um, you like to help women really see themselves as God designed them to be. So what does that look like? How do you, how do you work with women to do that? Well, I think, I think more than, um, I think more than anything, it's just that 
you know, we we worship this huge star-breathing God who who is a creator and not a duplicator. And, you know, he's never made another Robin Gerblich, and nor will he ever. And he's never made another Patty or Elisa or gifted you with the, the tremendous ministry that you have and the gifts that, that you share. So probably most importantly, it's, it's bringing in awareness to women that there is something greater than, than us out there, that we really are created for a purpose to serve in, in this generation that only we can, that we can do. So the retreats definitely bring awareness to not only our, our spiritual heart, which I think is the, you know, God has created that to be the core of our, our being, but we also address the, the physical part, because if we, if we have again, what I call spiritual heart disease, that, that affects our, our physical bodies and, and vice versa. So we like to look at the whole picture, which goes many steps further and, and also looks at, at nutrition, um, hormone balancing, and, and maybe like massage and things like that, that that are more holistic approaches to our overall health. What would be an example of what you do in a day at the retreat? <laughs> well, we do a lot. We um, we cram in a lot um, each each day, and it depends on where we are because we have so many so many repeat guests that we sort of reinvent ourselves each year, which is is good for guests, um, bad for me because it's a lot of work. But um, it depends on where we are. Um, this year we happen to be in Arizona. We're going to Lake Powell. And we've got a lot planned for this retreat. It's going to be amazing. But we're doing, um, we're doing stand-up paddleboard clinics. We're going to be doing a big kayak adventure that literally kayaks across the lake. We do Pilates classes, exercise classes, nutrition, and then also we put together what's called the journey book, and the journey book is different for each retreat based on what our theme is. This year happens to be aging with grace and a purely selfish thing on my part, I guess, because I'm turning 60 on this retreat. Um, so it's it's a, a subject that's near and dear to my heart is, is how do we become those those women that we see that we want what they have you know mm-hmm. they just are glowing they're they're energetic they're adventurous they're everything that we want and how do how do we get that how do we live that intentional life that puts that you know that glow that inner glow that shines to the outside. Well, and you're, what you're saying is just a great reminder that we should never, ever stop growing and stretching ourselves and learning something new and not let age be an excuse or a season or a period of life. Because it is so easy. I know for myself personally, it's so easy to come up with excuses of why not to do something and why not to stretch, why to play it safe. We can always come up with those excuses. Although um, she had us at kayak because you and I both uh, yes. own kayaks and we're all over doing that. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So that, that led me that that trail because it sounds in a very fun girlfriendy way, kind of like a little boot camp. And I'm, I'm sure that you get women that are coming there that it really is stretching them. They may have maybe like you talk about going at Lake Powell with a kayak and Lake Powell is massive and that would be a big challenge. And that would probably be a big stretch for some women. So 
if you, when you get women there and you're trying to take them out, as we know, we all, we kind of resist that taking us out of the comfort zone. Like you said earlier, not everybody wants an adventure, but sometimes people go, I need to have an adventure, but I don't really want an adventure. So when that collides and you, you're face to face with somebody that's going, no, you will get in that kayak and go across that lake. We want the memory of the adventure, but we don't want to take the work and the stress and what it, you know, to really get us to that point. Exactly. So Robin, if you, when you, when you get women and, um, and they're like, I don't think I can do that. I, or they kind of start resisting a little bit. How do you push women, you know, in a very nice way, gentle way out of their comfort zone? And what do you see as the main resistance that women have to stepping out of their comfort zone? Well, um, I do have some definite thoughts about that, um, but I think fear is is probably the the biggest one, and and fear of failure is is probably top you know top at, at the list there, and you know part of our our growth and change is that we 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 are always going to be works in progress. No matter, no matter what we're doing. So if we learn to cherish the opportunities for growth and learning instead of worrying, then, then we can adventure more. But I think, but I think our fears and, and worries really, um, they, they put a cap on, on what God has planned for us. And we go through very intentional exercises on the retreats that help release some of those fears, at least try to address their fears and, and where they're coming from and how to just give those back to God because he never intended this for us. You know, it's, it's the enemy of our soul that wants to defeat us and bring us down with those fears. And so we do, um, like I said, very intentional exercises. And I can't tell you what those are because you need to come on a retreat and experience it. But it is like... <laughs> She's going to see I'd us. us. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have you too. <laughs> what, once you, once we know what you're going to make us do, then it's the fear that's going to say, "I'm not doing that." <laughs> um, I, I do. I have a funny story with with my other daughter since we already met Paris today. But my other one, where we were going kayaking and she didn't want to get into the water, and it, when Lisa used the term, "How do you push someone?" Sometimes it really is that shove. And um, she didn't want to get into the water because there's fish and gross things in the water. And uh, it was just interesting because there was a, a boy about her age that was standing behind her. And we were all in the water. We were ready to, to swim across the, the river because we were going to go jump down, uh, go cliff jumping. And uh, he finally shoved her in the water. And it was such a good example of later on in that day when we were driving home and she said, mom, that was the most fun I ever had. And, uh, when sometimes when a fellow friend will shove us and really push us, it is, it's the best that we could ever imagine. It's such a great adventure. We don't see them as a friend at the time. Exactly. Well, we're (laughs) going to take a quick break and we are going to return with our special guest, Robin Gerblick of Exodus Retreats, a journey to awaken your purpose, passion, heart, and spirit. And we can't wait to hear the rest of your tips and tricks, Robin. So we'll be right back.
Plus is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Goals, objectives, business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real-world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. You will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Are continuing our conversation today about stepping outside your comfort zone. And we started out this morning talking about be that stretcher and stretch yourself. And now we've come up, come, we've come up, we've come up with another term. <laughs> Came up with another word, and that's the shover. And we realize some people are the shovers in life that will shove you. You definitely are a shover. And, and, and we determined that I'm a shover. Um, but we want to thank our special guest, Robin Gerblick, founder of Exodus Retreats, for sharing her journey and heartbeat with us today. And Robin, you identify three areas of a woman's life that you focus, and that is the spirit, the soul, and body. And You said this requires a synergistic approach, actively pursuing maximum health in all three areas. And, you know, so many times we know this, we know this intellectually, but to actually, yes. And to actually look at your day and go, how do I make this happen? How do I hit every single thing on a holistic approach? And that where I'm feeding my spirit, I'm feeding my soul and I'm feeding my body. So what would be some tips for our listeners that today we can make this happen? Well, I I think first and foremost, you need to, you need to understand your, your heart because that is the the center and the, and the core of our being. And if you're still holding on to, you know, things that, that can, can block that, like, I, unconfessed sin or um, unforgiveness is a is a huge one. Um, to me, that that stops the process because you can't you can't really go any further. 
you know, our heart, our heart really holds all of our desires, our hopes, our interests, our ambitions, our dreams. It, it is our emotional heartbeat. And so I think you really need to get in touch with your emotional heartbeat first. And then I think everything else will follow because once you have that place of peace in your heart, you are naturally going to want the rest of your life to reflect what you're feeling there. And that is so huge. So many times when we want to overlook that, if we, if our heart is not in the right place, which I love what you're saying about unforgiveness, if we're holding on to something and we can't figure out why do I keep eating? Like, why am I grazing through my day? Cause we're just like feeling ourselves with comfort food or why am I working nonstop? We just kind of, you know, feel that pain with at least I can be successful over here. When I stop working, I can feel my pain. So I'm just going to bear, you know, and like what you said, I'm going to just keep marrying men. It's, I'm just going to have this addiction <laughs> to this dysfunctional relationship because yeah, I haven't yeah. purged all of this junk in my life. Get, you know, get, get rid of that junk and purge it over. Instead, I'm going to carry it. So then I, I can't holistically look at everything. So Immediately today, all of our listeners are going to purge their junk. And um, after they purge their junk and they start working on that healthiness and on the spiritual level, um, what would be a, a tip? Because I'm thinking like today you could go walk. Like exercise, incorporating yes. exercise for the physical part, which we all know, and you're really great at it because you do make sure that you, you're very intentional I with your exercise. like over and beyond. I mock you. And, and that is a really a struggle for me to really get it in. I really try to do my walking cause that, and, um, and you've been good. You've been doing 30 minutes a day. I remember when I said, just, just go for a walk, I'll go for a walk, just go for an hour. And you looked at me like, uh, hello, can I maybe start yeah, at like 15 minutes? And I, yeah. Her thing was just do an hour. And I'm like, or could I just do half an hour to start? Cause that will be more sustainable to me. And the <laughs> Without overwhelming you, because like two hours to her is nothing. So an hour seemed like a blip. But what is doable that's sustainable? Because whatever you start, you know, trying to adjust in your life, you have to make it where it's something you will do and it's sustainable. So like exercising. Everyone can go for a walk. That's that's the beauty of it. Well, well not, not I, everyone. I mean, some people don't have the capacity, but for the most part, it's not like you have to go to the gym is what I'm saying. Yeah, just start walking or doing something. And I know you like to incorporate exercise, and I think one of your things is even like, am I allowed to say this on the air? You like to roller skate. <laughs> <laughs> and I think oh, you boy. go to this rink in town. She I goes do. to the roller skating rink, and I, I just find that funny. But you also combine nutrition with the roller skating rink, I think, well, don't you? Yeah. Are you yeah. going to confess? Yeah, she's mocking me because I, I happened to share with her my eight pieces of pizza last night at the roller skating rink. <laughs> and I didn't even realize I was doing that. We I, I went with Paris and we were skating away and I, I just love, I love the music. I love that whole, <laughs> I love the smells of the skating rink. It's just a blast to me. But um, yeah, finally on my eighth piece of pizza, Paris goes, Mom, you realize you had eight of them. And they you were like, not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think I think along with that the best, you know, the best diet tip there is 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 very simple. It's just calories in versus calories out. So if you're expending more than you're taking in, regardless of what you're doing, you're still ahead of the game. So I think you are still okay because I think roller skating burns quite a few calories. Yeah, I don't know if it, I don't know if eight pieces would suffice. <laughs> to burn, but, but it is fun. 
funny that you say that, Robin, because I remember my my brother, um, and he's going to be really happy that I shared this um, publicly on the radio. But one time we were talking, he was so excited about this new diet, this new lifestyle that you you know you read through scripture and you're doing it God's way. And he goes, Patty, it's amazing. He goes, you stop eating when you're full. <laughs> <laughs> We started howling because I was like, imagine that you, you actually stop eating <laughs> when, you're full. when you're full. It's like, <laughs> okay. And you know, the whole point is it's okay to be a little bit hungry. And I think that's a really good tip. We don't have to always be so full, you know, walk around with our bellies full. So, well, and another thing is right. like we talked about nutrition and here's, here's something that I, I remember learning that was seemed like a novel idea to me. Like, uh, when you shop in the grocery store, don't shop the aisles, shop the perimeter because that's where the, the fresher, healthy. the healthier things are. And I didn't really even realize that like grocery stores intentionally set things up. I'm just clueless. I just go in and yeah. because I'm not one that has a list, you know, I don't have my list. I just kind of go wander sometimes yes. and yes. kind of create it as I go, which is not the way to do it at all. But a lot of times I am just rushing in for a few things or whatever, but they say to shop for better nutrition is the outside of the grocery store. Yeah. And that's, I know you really shocked a lot of people out there by saying you don't have a list because <laughs> there's, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm one of those, I'm one of those as well, but I wanted, I wanted to say too, that, you know, on, on your point about walking, walking is something that that people can do regardless of where they're at and, and really their physical condition because just about everybody can can walk. And if you add like a light pair of weights, maybe two, three pounds to start with and not going over five pounds, you can literally do all the exercises that you do at the gym while you're walking. And the, the picture that I like to to put in people's mind is that although we we've all had you know these beautiful stories of of redemption you know where where Christ has come in and saved our lives but are we really walking in the destiny that that God has had for us so if we think about that and incorporate that thought while we're doing our walk and our little exercise with our waist just really think about walking walking in your destiny, living on the edge for, for God and not being, you know, bound by your self-imposed limitations of your, of your past, walking in your destiny. And that's what I like to think about when I'm walking. Mm. Yes. And that, that is definitely a good point with when you're walking, make it twofold. Uh-huh. Double it. Okay. Let's talk about um, spiritual fitness, because you're talking, you know, the holistic approach, the, the mind, the body, and, and just so appreciate you just reminding us again, making sure your heart's in the right place before you do anything, because that really is the core of everything. Everything else kind of flows from that. But as far as like our spiritual fitness, what are some tips, um, to, that you have that you kind of promote? Besides shopping the outside aisles of the grocery store, <laughs> that, was, that was Lisa's spiritual tip. <laughs> well, there's there's a lot of stuff that that stands in the way of our of our spiritual fitness, but I think probably some of the the key points are you know spiritual neglect is that we can find ourselves so busy in our life that we don't have time to listen for God. And I have this great acronym, and I, I did not invent this, I, but I don't know who did, but I love it. And it's busy, which means being under Satan's yoke, B-U-S-Y. And so when we 
do that, you know, we're, we're neglecting that precious time of the one that created us. And I think a poor spiritual diet that we're not being, we're not being fed, you know, just like if you're trying to live on fast food, you can't live on fast food and you can't live on fast faith. You need to have a sustainable life giving relationship with the Lord that is that is every every day and if we don't we to me become malnourished you become you know you're hungry for something that you don't even know that you're hungry for until that until that is met and and the way to meet that is you know God says that I'm the bread of life and the person mm-hmm. who aligns with hunger thirst no more and and that's really true when you can start your day with, with God and with Scripture, you you are prepared for whatever comes your way. And I'm not a, a proponent of, you know, you, you must do this at this time or you must do it this way. I think you need to do it the way your heart dictates, mm-hmm. the way that feels most comfortable and works for you and fits into your day. That's a good point. And you start, uh, you, you start feeling, I know when I have... Um, not been faithful with spiritual discipline, you start feeling restless. It's like that void and you become more anxious. And, um, all it takes is, is spending that time in God's word to, to truly have. And I know that sounds so Christianese, but to have that peace that passes all understanding, but it, it it's crazy, but it really does fill your cup. And like you said, without that, that has to be your number one focus because then everything else just comes out of sorts. You really do. You can feel out of sync really yes. easy. There's a void there. And I, and I know that void will always exist until we're in heaven. I, I believe that we can bring a little piece of heaven down here on earth, but I think there's always going to be that void. But like you said, being out of sync, you, you, when you spend that time with Jesus, he does fill that, that restlessness. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you're just putting band-aid effects on things mm-hmm. and you got to get to the core of like, this is the root of, of, of the, of the issues of the things that are manifesting in my life. Well, Robin, we're going to, it's, we just have a few seconds till the end of the show. Again, we want to thank you for just being our guest today, just sharing your heart and your heartbeat and challenging us to stretch ourselves, step out of our comfort zone. And you do provide venues for women and Exodus retreats, and they can get more information about you and Exodus retreats on our site at girlfriendit.com. So we also want to thank Paris Wyatt for joining us Woo-hoo! this day, who's a next generation leader who challenged us and uh we just want to thank all of you for listening this day and we just want you to know that you are free to go do something adventurous until next time go stretch yourself thank you for being a part of this special program girlfriend it the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show.